listening to Claim Closure, the premier audio resource for workers' compensation claims in North Carolina. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Brian Grozier, and this is Claim Closure. Well, we've made it to the denial of an actual case. You know, from he, from up to this point, we have talked about the Form 19, the Form 18, various ways that you could possibly accept a claim under a Form 60 or a Form 63, but we haven't discussed an actual denial yet. And so that's what we'll be talking about today. We'll be talking about the Form 61. Again, this is a form that can be located on the Industrial Commission website, ic.nc.gov. If you happen to go up at the top of the screen and there is a carriers tab under that carriers tab there's a claims form section you just click on that and all of the forms are at your disposal on that website including the form 61 that we will be talking about today Uh, but before you file such a form you need to know why you're filing it and we're going to talk about knowing your defenses and so much of this podcast as we move along, is going to be preparing you for the various defenses that you can utilize in a North Carolina workers' compensation case. So it is vital that you turn in to those episodes because it'll give you insight as to why you're actually filing a Form 61 in the first place. We're going to talk about the timeliness of filing a Form 61, along with the specificity of what needs to be put onto the form itself. All of these forms have timeliness issues. All of these forms have issues with specificity. The Form 61 is no different. So we're going to go over that as well. But let's take a look at the form uh, just to get familiar with it. Again, it's got a similar caption to all of the other forms. Make sure that all of the party names are correct, including the carrier's name. And then the meat of the form is actually pretty um, basic. You know, you just got basically one section with a lot of room for writing and it's directed towards the employee and it specifically states this is to inform you, the employee, that the claim for the injury or the occupational disease or the death is denied for the following reasons. And then there's a long blank space that allows you to put in the various reasons why the claim is being denied. But why is that space as big as it is? Well, look down below the signature line where it talks about the duties of the employer and the insurance carrier when it comes to this form. It says, the employer insurance carrier must provide a detailed statement of the grounds for denying compensability of the claim or liability for the claim where payments have previously been made without prejudice under 9718D. That's talking about a Form 63. Failure to specify a particular ground may preclude asserting certain defenses at a later date pursuant to 9718F. So what is 9718F? What is that talking about? Let's look at the statute and see exactly what it means. 9718F states that the employer or insurer's grounds for contesting the employee's claim or its liability, therefore, as specified in the notice suspending compensation under subsection D of this section, are the only basis for the employer's or insurer's defense on the issue of compensability in a subsequent proceeding. Unless the defense is based on newly discovered material evidence, 
that could not reasonably have been discovered prior to the notice of the suspension of compensation. So it's a lot of legal jargon. What exactly does it mean? What it's talking about is on the Form 61, if you're going to deny the case, you need to put the basis for it. Why are you denying it? Are you denying it because of a lack of an injury by accident or whatever other defense you might have? But what it's saying here under this subsection is you better list all of the defenses that you think are available to you at that time because if you try to raise a new defense at a hearing and that defense was reasonably discoverable at the time that you made the denial and you didn't put it on the denial, then you might not be able to raise it at that hearing. And so, again, this is why it's very vital that you know your defenses ahead of time when you're filing out this Form 61. So what are those defenses? And this is, again, another reason why I recommend filing the Form 63 as opposed to the Form 60, because, again, the Form 60 handcuffs you to acceptance of the case and to whatever body part you're accepting, and it precludes you from reversing that later on if that defense was available upon reasonable discovery. Uh, and as long as it wasn't something that was hidden and that wasn't attainable until you later discovered it and materially changed the case, you're stuck with it. And so the same principle applies here. This is why the Form 63 exists. It gives you that 90-day investigatory period to figure out your defenses, right? To figure out, is this a compensable claim or not? But during that 90-day investigatory period, you got to know what you're actually investigating, right? You have to know your defenses. And I'm just going to list off a handful of them. And we're going to have podcast episodes on each of these in great detail as this podcast moves along. But these are at your disposal. And these are the things that you need to investigate in that 90-day period to see if this is a compensable claim or not. You're talking about whether or not there's an injury by accident. Remember, just because there's an injury at work doesn't mean it's compensable. It has to be an injury by accident. So is there one? Did it arise out of the employment? Is there a causal connection to the employment? Was it within the course and scope of the employment? Was there any type of misrepresentation in terms of misrepresenting a previously injured body part that subsequently got injured? Intoxication. We'll go into discussion of that, whether it be alcohol or narcotics or marijuana uh, and that defense at your disposal. Uh, just lack of causation. You know, the guy says his back hurts. Well, it had nothing to do with him picking up that box, right? I mean, it had to do with something else. Uh, lack of disability. We talked about that on the Form uh, 63 medical only scenario last episode where uh, you get a motion to compel uh, acceptance or denial and no indemnity is owed yet you're being forced to file something and i said that i typically file a form 61 denying uh, entitlement to disability and so that's a basis for a denial a failure to give timely notice that's under 9722 a lot of carriers don't even know that this exists but you a claimant has to provide immediate notice of an injury or notice within a reasonable time period and that reasonable time period is 30 days if they don't give notice in a timely fashion, their claim can be barred, and we'll have a discussion about that. Uh, failure to timely file. Uh, again, we talked about that on the Form 18 episode in terms of 
when a claimant actually has to file a Form 18. And no employer-employee relationship, you got lack of jurisdiction, you've got a whole list of possible defenses at your disposal. You need to know what they are, though, as you're investigating the file. Again, this is why I encourage you to listen to the upcoming episodes of this podcast as we move along and you will be able to understand which defenses are available to you to help you during that investigatory period. Okay. But that is why, I mean, the statutes that I read, the portion of the claim or the file uh, form that I read, uh, that's why you need to be specific. Although what I'll do typically is I'll say uh, along the lines of, let's just say employee did not sustain an injury by accident arising out of and within the course and scope of his employment, right? That's kind of a generic denial, but it's specific enough to let them know what exactly you're denying. And then I'll say defendants raise, uh, reserve the right to raise additional defenses, right? So we're reserving that right as we continue to investigate the file because the discovery process doesn't just stop necessarily after that 90-day period. That discovery process continues up until the point of a hearing, okay? And so as long as I put that reservation clause in there, I could add something later into a Form 33R, you know, once discovery has been completed and you've received additional documentation, maybe some prior medical records, maybe some uh, employment records, you know, whatever it may be in the discovery process that may create any additional grounds for denial. Um, but I put that reservation clause in there typically for that reason. Let's talk about the timeliness of a uh, Form 61. Now, you recall from the last episode when we were talking about the Form 63 and the Option 1 and your pain indemnity and medical benefits without prejudice, you have that 90-day period from the date of notice, not the date of injury, but the date of notice, not the date of disability, but the date of notice of the injury. You've got a 90-day period of time to investigate the file. And recall that that 90-day period runs from the date that either the employer or the carrier first knew about the injury because you guys are on the same team. So again, if that employer knew about it but didn't tell the carrier about it until three months later, well, that 90-day period had already started and practically lapsed at that point. We'll talk about that in a second. But you've got 90 days to investigate. If you don't file a 61 within that 90-day period, then it's going to default into a compensable case, all right? You've got that 30-day extension if you need it. Again, if the employer gives you late notice of it and you're still within that 90-day period of time to investigate, I would automatically ask the Industrial Commission for a 30-day extension just to give you some additional cushion to investigate the file. But for this form, if you're going to deny the case, you're under a time constraint that you have to do so within that time frame. So as soon as you get the file, figure out what that date of notice is and put it on your calendar. I have to make a denial by X date because if you do not, it is a compensable case after that. All right. Form 63 has two options, though. First option is indemnity only or indemnity and medical benefits without prejudice. Second option is medical only. Right. It's your medical only case. There's no time limit for that. But keep in mind the caveat that I told you in the Form 63 episode where it becomes more difficult to deny a case once you've been paying for medical treatment for an extended period of time. Because unless you have a valid reason 
to make that denial, it becomes suspicious that you're denying it just because you don't like the direction of where it's headed. Like you don't want to pay for the surgery or uh, you believe that the treatment's been going on too long or you're bleeding medicals at this point or they're taken out of work and you don't want to pay TTD, whatever the reason may be. It's going to be looked at with a more suspicious eye by the industrial commission if you've been paying benefits for an extended period of time on the medical side, and now you decide to deny the case because you could have had grounds for denial for a long time before that. It looks more suspicious the longer it goes on. That doesn't mean you can't do it, though. You can. I just want to give you the caveat as to how it may be viewed at the industrial commission if you were to do so. But keep in mind that under a medical-only scenario, you can file a denial at any point. You are not constrained to a 90-day period, okay? But let's talk about that scenario that I just mentioned a moment ago where you are outside of that 90-day period and the employer is giving you late notice and you don't know what to do. You've got this Form 18 notice coming in from the Industrial Commission saying that you need to file a 60, 61, or 63 within 30 days. That's the time frame you got. Right? That's the time frame that I would utilize to quickly investigate the file, see if there are any defenses that you're disposed within that 30-day period, and if so, file that denial right then right, and, and move along at that time. Keep in mind that a denial can always be reversed. Right, So if you subsequently find out that there is a reason that the case should be accepted or when you're weighing whether or not it's better for it to be accepted versus denied, you don't think your defense is that strong and it's not going to hold up at a hearing or what have you, you can always reverse a denial. Can't do that with the 60, but you can reverse a denial. So keep that in mind as well. Let's look at 9718C because that is the um, statute that talks about a denial as well. It's not referenced actually on the portion that I read, but it is at the title of it. It says denial of workers' compensation claim 9718C and 9718D. That's at the title of a Form 61. So let's read it. Let's read what 9718C says. It says, if the employer insurer denies the employee's right to compensation, the employer or insurer shall notify the commission on or before the 14th day after it has written or actual notice of the injury or death, or within such reasonable additional time as the commission may allow. This is what you're talking about with the Form 63. It gives you 90 days as opposed to 14 days to actually investigate the file and, and deny it. And advise the employee in writing of its refusal to pay compensation on a form prescribed by the commission. That's your form 61. This notification shall include the name of the employee, the name of the employer, the date of the alleged injury or death, the insurer on the risk, and if any, a detailed statement of the grounds upon which the right to compensation is denied. So again, by statute is telling you to give a detailed statement of the grounds in 9718F talks about what happens if you don't, okay? It also says to advise the employee of the employee's right to request a hearing pursuant to 9783. That's what's already on the form. If you look at the form itself, there's a section that talks to the employee directly. It says, employee, if you disagree with this denial, you are entitled to request a hearing by submitting a form 33. There you go. You're already covered by that. goes on to state, 
that if the employer insurer in good faith is without sufficient information to admit the employee's right to compensation, the employer insurer may deny the employee's right to compensation. Now, what is that talking about? A lot of times you'll get a file and it'll just say that the employee was hurt or alleging that they hurt themselves. There were no witnesses. You don't have any medical evidence taking them out of work. You don't have any medical records from the ER or the urgent care facility, and you don't know what to do. And you've been trying to contact the employee, and they're not responding, and everything else. And I've seen that happen before in cases. So in that scenario, you could deny based off of a lack of any information. You've been trying to contact the medical provider. You've been trying to contact the employee. You've been unable to hear from either of them. What are you supposed to do? You've got time constraints on your end. That statute is allowing for you to deny a case based off of a lack of sufficient information. Now, granted, when you get that sufficient information back, uh, you can always reverse that denial if you find out that it is likely going to be a compensable claim, just like I talked about previously. But that's the statutory basis for it. So this has been the Form 61. It's probably one of the more straightforward and basic forms uh, that exists. I'll transition in the next episode and talk about one of the more complicated forms, uh, the Form 22, when we're trying to figure out what an average weekly wage and compensation rate is. It's probably the worst form that exists at the Industrial Commission, the one that causes the most frustration with employers and with insurance carriers and trying to figure out what the heck to pay a claimant based off of the payroll records that they have. Uh, but we'll go over that. We'll walk into detail as to how a uh, Form 22 is supposed to be completed. We may even talk a little bit about um, you know, some forms that carriers are used to using as well, like a Form 28, a Form 28T, and a Form 28U, and how all three of those are utilized in terms of a return-to-work scenario. Um, but other than that, I think at that point, we're going to go into a discussion of what I was talking about today in terms of knowing your defenses. And, you know, going forward from here, that's going to be the focus of the podcast is discussing issues within workers' compensation cases. And we'll be breaking down what is an injury by accident. And we'll be talking about what it takes, or what it means to arise out of the employment and the various scenarios of that. Um course and scope, all of these defenses that I mentioned earlier, we're going to discuss those in depth so that you're going to have a very detailed knowledge of the defenses at your disposal. I think eventually we will uh, bring in some guests as well to talk about uh, various aspects of workers' compensation law and the practice, and we're going to do some case law updates, right? So when the Court of Appeals comes out with a case or the Supreme Court comes out with a case, we're going to discuss it here uh, on the podcast. So it's not just going to be about the forms. Uh, the forms can be pretty dry, but you know what? These forms are important in terms of knowing how to utilize them because North Carolina is a very form-centric state. And I know a lot of you handle multiple states, and it can be confusing as to which form is used for what. That's why I started the podcast out with going over these forms as a resource but we're going to get more into the uh, interesting uh, meat of North Carolina workers' compensation practice going forward and once we're done with the forms. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm really thankful for all of the folks that have already followed this podcast, and I look forward to where it's heading. 
and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great ride. I hope that you uh, uh, enjoy going along with me on it. Uh, until then, and this has been Claim Closure. Yeah.